0: Welcome to the Real Pill Podcast. This is your host Kelsey Loizel, and with me today is
1: Mark Salcedo. Damn, I got these volumes are like, kind of high. Shit, Let me lower that down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Mark Salcedo here.
0: Yeah. I Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh huh. I look at you. Uh huh. And I see my best friend. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, when I look at myself, ah, uh, like if I if I look at Kelsey in the mirror, I just see myself. Hmm. You know, so I can never really like fully get behind that, you know.
2: Oh,
1: okay.
0: So, but when I look at you, I see my best friend. So. Okay. Just it'd be weird if you were looking back at me in the mirror, when I was looking at oh, myself. Oh God. <laughs>
1: Oh god! <laughs> I don't know why that scared the crap out of me, it's like a straight-up horror movie. Like. like if
0: you were like I don't know, getting ready in front of the mirror, all of a sudden you see me You're like, right. oh shit! Yeah, just, ah. <laughs> like
1: or it can be like, um, did you ever you, you ever heard of that show Quantum Leap?
0: i've heard of it but i didn't watch it
1: it could be like that episode, quantum leap where like a guy leaps into a body and then like has to like write the past and shit like that so i leap into your body and i have to like fix your path for a brighter future
0: i was thinking more along the lines of that one rob schneider movie
1: which fuck okay which rob <laughs> schneider movie you don't know quantum leap but you know a rob schneider movie <laughs> okay what a rob schneider movie
0: there was a movie he did where he accidentally switched bodies with, like, I think it was Lindsay like teeny- Lohan or something. Yo, you could. Why am I getting movies mixed up again? <laughs> Yo, that's Freaky Friday. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. With, with Jamie Lee Curtis? Mm-mm. Uh-huh.
0: No, that's not the one.
1: I know it's called, it's called, like, The Cheerleader or some shit like that. I don't even talk about, but it's not, Lindsay Lohan's not in that movie.
0: But, like, that type.
1: Oh, it's called the hot
2: chick.
0: Oh yeah, it it's is. It's called the that's hot, it. hot chick, hot chick yeah, yeah. But it's not Lindsay <laughs> Who is it? It's Anna Ferris. <laughs> Why is this funny to you? Because you're like you're like <laughs> You're like Lindsay
1: Lohan. I'm like, that's freaking Friday with Jimmy Lee Curtis, because that's when she swapped bodies.
0: Yeah, but he also like they did in this movie too.
1: Yeah, but that
0: Or that, like she turned into him or something. It was y- weird.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh,
0: Like she didn't they didn't switch bodies but like she turned into a man.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's the hot chick. Lindsay Lohan's not in that movie at all.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh shit.
0: Anyway, I had the right movie, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, God, yeah.
0: Anyways, you know, mm-hmm. just want you to know when I look at myself in the mirror, <laughs> I, I see myself in myself.
1: Yeah. but, so. but when I see, when I when I look in the mirror, I see you in myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the real a p
1: a real real Get your head out the gutter, Jesus.
0: The Real Appeal, Mm -hmm. two E's in real. And you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Please review us on iTunes. And this week, we're doing the news. Our recent review of Bill and Ted Face the Music, Variety Time. Of course, we're doing a trip down Lovecraft Lane. And our geriatric cinematic is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm -hmm. And the topic is... Partying into maturity.
1: Yeah, partying on. It's <laughs> <Into> maturity.
0: <laughs> Why'd you go <laughs> well, like okay. that?
2: <laughs>
1: is that even better? What's <laughs> oh, crap? It is. <laughs>
0: Gee, uh, Mark. Yes. What's going on uh, in the news? Well,
1: over the weekend, tenant the Christopher Nolan film uh raked in about 53 million dollars at the box office overseas um it's actually it actually exceeded low expectat- box office expect- expectations there you go <laughs> um okay so originally uh tenet was planning the box let me get my head Back in the game. (laughs) Originally, Tenet was was expected to make about forty million dollars internationally, but obviously now it's thirteen. It's over thirteen million dollars off off of that expectation. Damn, I don't know what's so wrong with me today. You know, you know what's wrong. What?
0: You still have me going. I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tenet (laughs) raked in fifty three million dollars. Anyway. So the movie opened up in forty-one international uh, markets, Uh, Canada uh, with uh, what about twenty thousand screens. Um, I'm 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 surprised about this too that it actually made that much money. And the UK made about seven million, France six point seven, Korea five point one, Germany four point two. There are, if I I understand, there are theaters that do that are showing Tenant. None in California, none in New York, and they're like sporadically like across america.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um the movie is supposed to come in a wider release September 3rd. Um however, uh now that the movie's released, there's a ca- there there are copies. There are torrent torrent copies out <laughs> already. Camcorder style copies. Um I I've actually checked on the torrent signs I haven't seen it popped up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to download it uh, not not until I have no no option whatsoever. Because I do want to see this in theaters. Yeah. Um. There was an article. I think you. I think you showed me this article. How tenant is just not, not being shown at the drive-in? Yeah. Which I, I think
0: th- last week we talked about that where yeah, like tenant's not even being shown at the drive-in, and 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 actually that's part of our news because we're like, how much sense does that make mm. that you make the most money in the United States yet you're not willing to wait any longer. Mm-hmm to release this yeah. so that you could make your money
1: yeah i heard supposedly like is supposed to be making it has to make like a hundred million dollars to turn a profit because it was a very expensive uh nolan film um that is, but that is pretty dumb that it's not getting released into into the drive-in because i mean that's what people are doing now they want to go to movies they go to the drive-in i mean new mutants got released and yep. we saw it and the dri- we
0: saw that and
1: that was crap that's our recent review for this week. No,
0: I'm no, oh shit! I wish you know what? I wish we could do what the fuck did we just watch? Uh, <laughs> we would put a spoiler bumper in there, but I, I wish know. we could. What? Well,
1: yeah, I mean, even if we did, I I wouldn't remember much of it because I barely remember much of that fucking movie.
0: Mm.
1: It was so bad. But um
0: there's our review. It was bad. To watch yeah, it, it was
1: bad. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, we'll we'll see how it happens. I I know out here in California. Uh, Gavin Newsom, our our governor, is opening up more. Like he's opening up, like the malls and certain stores or businesses um, at like a certain level of capacity. So maybe I don't know. It says you know this. It, it's supposed to get across. It's supposed to get released across theaters. Oh sorry, across America by September third. You know, in the next couple of days. So maybe we might see it at some theater.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't mind check. I still want to check it out. But I, I I'm still skepti- skeptical. Skeptical about going to the movie theater because you know i don't want to die
0: yeah i'm definitely not ready to go back to the movie theater maybe by like my birthday
1: yeah hopefully hopefully it'll be better by then um you want to take the next story
0: yeah uh speaking of Uh drive-ins we were at the drive-in
2: uh-huh
0: um and we were going to watch that awful movie, and then all of a sudden, you're like, "No way!" Yeah. Um, Chadwick Boseman died.
1: Yeah, if you folks have been living underneath a rock, I don't. Why? What is wrong with me tonight? If you folks have been living underneath a rock, Chadwick Boseman lost his uh, fight with colon cancer at forty-three, mm. which nobody knew he had.
0: Yeah, nobody knew he had. I don't even think like ryan coogler didn't know mm-hmm. i don't think michael b jordan really knew
1: yeah supposedly uh just like his closest friends knew that he he was sick um i don't even think like kevin feige knew i don't think anybody in marvel knew that. He i was
0: think sick. i saw something someone posted saying um okay we're just finding out that he had colon cancer but can mm. we like Think about the type of people that were around him to not have told anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that just doesn't happen when you're a in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah,
1: it always gets like leaked out, leaked out, or oh, or it becomes
0: like a rumor. But like they're yeah, like, no, yeah. no, it's a lie.
1: And I remember um, a couple years back, maybe a year back, uh, there was a picture of no, actually, I'm sorry, it was this year. There's a picture of Chadwick Boseman that came out. I guess he was doing like a, like a Instagram story or something. Mm-hmm. And he looked really skinny Mm
0: -hmm. and,
1: like, beardy. And I thought, and I know other people thought this, that he was just, like, preparing for a role.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But no, he had cancer that whole time. He had cancer. He had colon cancer in 2016 uh, that started at stage three and progressed to stage four. So that means during um, 42, Thurgood, uh, no, I'm sorry, Marshall, uh, all the Marvel movies. Mm Mm-hmm and what was in that movie 21 bridges mm-hmm. oh and i think from, i think get on up as well that dude had colon cancer
0: yeah damn Usually that kind of scares me a little bit because uh my dad had it mm-hmm. when he was 55 yeah so what like 12 years ago mm-hmm. and they just cut that shit out of him and he was fine mm-hmm. um but like it runs in my family and now like then i'm of course like not everyone in my family is real healthy so i get kind of like paranoid about like why do i feel this way Mm, oh like
1: you kind of turn to like a like a somewhat hypochondriac yeah yeah
0: yeah Yeah. um there's that and then also i saw other people posting too like because uh when he when that picture of him came out where he was real skinny people were making fun of him
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah i'm not i'm not gonna lie i was one of the people too because i was just like oh he looks like crackhead you know black yeah. panther but that's, that's, that's just internet so we just cracked jokes nobody knew that you know he had mm-hmm. that
0: so then people are posting now like be careful about what you say yeah. because you don't know what people are going through yeah but yeah, he yeah. probably is one of those people too that would be like yeah i kind of do look like look <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah he probably, probably laughed take about that, it and, too. yeah in stride
1: um yeah so who was um I saw there was a bunch of people that were kind of giving their not kind of they were giving their condolences on on Twitter
0: or like their speeches about how they knew them and, and mm. almost like a eulogy. Yeah. Um. And that list of names is like Chris Evans, Jordan Peele, Kamala Har- Horace Harris, 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 <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, Issa Rae, Matthew H. Harry, who did Hair Love, Scott Dickerson. Uh, who did Doctor Strange? Barry Jenkins, Kevin Smith, Nia Acosta, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and of course, you know Ryan Coogler, yeah, um, Michael B. Jordan. Those two got me pretty good.
1: Yeah, they did those really like very heartfelt, um, uh, like letters, and uh, their their history with Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman.
0: It's so, like Ryan Coogler, his thing was he inherited, um, he inherited. Uh, chadwick boseman he was yeah. already cast before he before he took over directing black panther
1: yeah because he showed up in uh, civil war with the russo brothers
0: mm-hmm. mm. um and it was like the best experience of his life because the mm. guy was always like on time like he would mm. show up for um for smaller parts that had really nothing to do with his character but he would like no n- i'm sorry he showed up for the casting oh, okay. of those other parts yeah, that yeah. Normally, his character—you don't need, um, you don't need
1: like the actor doesn't need, really chemistry need to be or there. anything, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, which m- meant a lot to Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. um, and so his thing was like, he's an amazing person. He's grateful for having met him, mm-hmm. and then Michael B. Jordan's, um, his was sad for me because he's like. He was taken from me too soon. Like, I want him back. Yeah. Um, because I feel like if I was Michael Michael B. Jordan, I would feel really lucky mm-hmm. to know somebody that that way. And I would feel the same way. Like, like how shitty is it that, that I get to have this person in my life and also have them taken away?
1: Yeah, that's really fucked up. Especially if you meet somebody who you share a connection with. Um, like. Well, I'll 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 throw myself in the mix, like uh, like you and I, like our our relationship and everything. We've only known each other for about like what five years or something like that, but mm-hmm. we have like a strong bond. That if one of us died, it would be felt for a long while. It would
0: like, be devastating.
1: Yeah, and I would and, you know wake up and be like, hey, I'm gonna go ke- uh, text Kelsey. Oh shit, she's not around. Yeah. You know, how, you know where am I gonna get my poop jokes from? <laughs> <laughs> Um, the internet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's funny when you say it. <laughs> or it's more head-shaking when I say it, Like, God, why? <laughs> there was... There was this you gr- know what?
0: Speaking of poop jokes, mm-hmm. I remember a time where you were annoying me and I kept telling you to leave me alone. Like, okay, Stop it. Uh. And that's the same day that I, the first day I ever... St- put a streak of my finger across Ooh. your glasses because i know that you hate that uh, um but i text you a picture of like poop in the shape of a heart and you were actually <laughs> kind of mad about it
2: mm-hmm.
0: because like i knew you would be kind of grossed out but i didn't think you'd be that grossed out <laughs> and then like a few months ago you did the same thing to me and you're like haha i'm like oh so it's funny now when you do it yeah like and it's not gonna gross me out but like
1: well see my mistake is i should actually like done it in front of you
0: like, <laughs> you should have just actually pooped the heart
1: yeah like on the dinner, <laughs> on your dinner table <laughs> on my plate <laughs> yeah kisses <laughs> <laughs> um but away from the poop jokes uh ryan I, there was there was a part of um the letter that ryan Cougar wrote that or Coogler that was really touching that um Uh, that he was on set well obviously he was directing he was directing the scene between uh, Chabot Bozeman and the um, actor who played uh, uh, T'Chaka I can't remember his name
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and um, the guy uh, who played T'Chaka he like had uh he was, like, speaking in his native tongue.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. reading that. Yeah, and
1: Bozeman was, like, listening to that, and he and he liked it. And so he actually, like, learned that language and, and was able to incorporate it in his dialogue, mm-hmm. like, right there on the spot. And Kugler was like, holy shit, like, this dude mm-hmm. is, like, that quick and, like, that dedicated to, like, acting in this role. And
0: it actually became the... Um the official language of the Wakandans. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's right. And you know what? At, after this announcement had, after the news came out and everything, um I think on like Saturday, uh, this past Saturday, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm watch Black Panther. I want. I really want to watch Black Panther." And I, it, it got to that scene where um, T'Challa goes into the astral plane or I forgot where he goes, but he sees his father, and it's, and there's like, no lie. I think the dialogue only happened for like ten seconds before I started tearing up. Mm. I was like. Oh, I can't do this, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was I mean, other than like these celebrities that um posted their um their grievances or their condolences, um I was really hurt by this. I never knew the guy, but seeing Black Panther on the big screen, it was really touching and and seeing that dude, I'm just like, yo, that dude's Black Panther. Like one, that's one of the luckiest roles you can ever fucking get. Mm-hmm. And then two It was such, like, a culture impact. Like, um... Like, people came out in crowds. Celebrations. Like, Mm. straight up, like, African garb and shit like that. And was like, yo, we're gonna see Black Panther. Like, this is a legit film. The,
0: um... The funny thing is, like, how everyone's so sad about him is how I feel. Mm. Like, like how you know that that person's a good dude. Yeah. Is how I feel about Sterling K. Brown.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And, like... Like, I, I know the significance of Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what kind of person he really was, mm. and I'm not black. Yeah. So, like, like it bothered me, and I still feel that wall. Like, I didn't process it. I just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow, yeah. Like, yeah. that's how I'm, like, dealing with it, because I didn't know him personally. It's easy enough to put that distance there. But, yeah. like, like, I can feel his loss as a person, and, yeah. and I immediately try to, like cut that shit out.
1: Yeah, cuz you didn't want to you don't want to go through the Cuz I'm
0: I'm like empathetic, right? Like I fucking I hurt when people I don't even fucking know died. Like mm-hmm. there was a guy that worked in my office that passed away a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and everyone loved him, even people from his own his old firm, like his kids were talking about him and everything and mm-hmm. I was crying.
1: Oh cuz you, well, you I couldn't even fit. talk
0: to people who knew him in the office the next day like the next day we were in yeah, the office. Yeah,
1: I remember that. Yeah.
0: Like I couldn't even talk to them and they're not even crying and I'm like I just see the person that knew him and I'd start crying. Jesus. Like <laughs> like I can't I just can't like mm-hmm. if I know that person was loved and good mm-hmm. even if I didn't know them it's like a loss to the world. Oh yeah. To me yeah. and like it hurts. So I yeah. like I'm just pretending Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman didn't die in my mind (laughs) like you know what i'm saying yeah i I get you um but i like i know that he was significant to everybody
1: yeah he even would um visit um terminally terminally ill kids in the hospital um there's a there's a record there's a video of him and the cast of black panther doing their tour and he tells a story about how he's like he would He would. He met these kids that were like looking forward to Black Panther, and they were like trying to stay alive just to see Black Panther. Mm -hmm. And like he would talk to them like almost every day, and it gave him like this energy to be like, "Yo, I gotta be like, I gotta be like the top of my game for this role. I gotta work out. I gotta know the lines. Get the dialogue. I gotta get this all stuff like all put together." Because these kids were like looking up to me, and at the end of the video, he starts crying. And at the time, we didn't, of course, we didn't know it, but like now you look back and you're like, wow, fuck, he's like thinking of his own mortality. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, that's going to happen to me. Yeah. Or, possible
0: or it could. At that time, he didn't know, but. Yeah. Because he's stage three, you know that it's bad, but you don't think, like, you can come There's back. it. There's a fighting chance, yeah. Yeah.
1: Jesus. Um,
0: um, so they're petitioning um, to replace the Confederate statue in his mm-hmm. hometown with a statue of him.
1: Um Yeah, yeah. Where where's that at?
0: Anderson, South Carolina.
1: Shit. <laughs> I need I need to sign that fucking petition.
0: Yeah, it's already got more than ten thousand signatures at the mm. time of the article.
1: That that definitely should I
0: mean that's
1: that's I mean if ten if if it's getting ten thousand signatures and they want to take down a Confederate statue, which has been happening across America for months now.
0: And it's already, that one was over, that one in particular was vandalized in June. Yeah. I mean, yeah, come on. I mean,
1: not only, like, not only did this dude play Black Panther, he played James Brown, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall. He played, like, these very iconic figures in history, you know, that even though they are dead, um, I think Thurgood Marshall's dead, um, they're 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 there whatever they've done will like live on forever
0: i like to think that chadwick boseman and john lewis are like hanging out right now
1: (laughs) really oh i wouldn't doubt that yeah like Uh, i get
0: a sense of like they both had like the same they were doing it in wildly different ways but mm -hmm. the same like the same heart
1: yeah i don't i don't doubt that um yeah thugger mosher died in 1993 (laughs) yeah so he's dead um yeah, it was, but it was very heartbreaking. Um, I had a discussion with somebody about. Um, they had asked me, like, "What do you think Marvel should do with with uh, Black Panther?"
0: I saw that posted in one of the, um, well, one great. of the groups that we're in on Facebook. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I mean, I I uh, like normally like I kind of have an idea of what maybe a studio should do, or you know, just kind of give my own opinion. But this is like, like I honestly think they. They probably should. I mean, especially nothing's being produced right now. Black Panther probably should not be touched for at least a couple years,
0: so until um, they really figure it out. Yeah, but but here's the thing: like, mm. and a lot of people think um, Shuri should be, and oh, in yeah. fact, in the comics, she does become queen.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she becomes a she becomes the new Black Panther at one point.
0: Yeah, yeah. like it would be good if they went that direction. Cause Marvel doesn't have enough female leads. Yeah, they have uh scarlet witch mm. and they have
1: um of captain marvel black widow yeah
0: but like black widow i feel like they threw her away as an opportunity because she's only a part of the avengers mm. they never really did a, f- a movie for her and they barely i know they haven't released the one they did for her yet Yeah, they barely. but did it's that. more of like a prequel yeah like and they're not gonna go on with it
1: yeah you know what that was i mean this is going away from trevor boseman but like um there, there is a bit of, of comic book, uh, lore or history where Black um, Black Widow teams up with the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and it's like a series of comics that's, that's really fucking good, and they could have taken the opportunity to do that and turn those into like one or two movies at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah like kelsey's right they don't really have a whole lot of female they're they're working on it there's the, the miss marvel tv show there's the she hulk tv show and everything um but having uh but
0: like i want this yeah the show, the show? i want this because yeah. like again i'm not black but she's a woman and a really fucking intelligent one yeah regardless of her race but <laughs> even better that she's a woman of color yeah um like I'm tired of seeing all the white women mm. like white people in general on these roles like and they mm. bring so much culture and like yeah depth to their roles. Like I want to see I want to see her. Yeah. I think I
1: think that it would be really good. I mean they can they would have to try to figure out a way where it would just be focused on her and then they would have to say like oh tochala's on a secret mission or
0: or maybe they have some footage or whatever like whatever they did in Star Wars for um
1: Oh, for, oh, uh, for like, Leia. oh, like for Rogue. Um, I to say Rogue. What's uh, not Rogue Squadron? Uh,
0: the last one that you're trying to forget about that you don't remember. Rise, yeah. yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah,
1: there's <laughs> Rise of Skywalker and Rogue One. There you go. Yeah, they they did use like a bit of that CGI to like put the person's face on and everything. Maybe I mean, but I mean, obviously they they're gonna if they want to continue Black Panther in a male form like T'Challa, they're gonna have to find another actor, and it's like you're it's already at that level of like
0: nobody's gonna fill his shoes yeah
1: like Hugh Jackman or like um Robert Downey Jr like those are like some big fucking shoes to fill Mm -hmm. and the dude was only in he only had his one only like solo movie and then every other movie was like he was a member or some shit like that. yeah
0: like you barely saw him
1: yeah um yeah but you know this goes out to the his family that um that lost him and this shit sucks, man. Dude, 2020 fucking sucks. <laughs> like, really bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I always think everything always sucks. No, I'm just kidding. I mm-hmm. don't. But, like, every year since 2016, I've always thought that. Mm-hmm. This year in particular sucks worse than the last year.
1: Suckity suck, suck, suck,
0: sucks, suck. But then, you know, 2020 came along and... <laughs> What the fuck did I know in 2016? <laughs> I mean, what, what's a divorce? You know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Woo! All right.
2: <laughs> so that's it. That's
1: what we got from the news, right?
0: Oh, um, one last thing. Yeah, yeah. The last post on his Twitter account, mm-hmm. um, was the most like Twitter post ever. That's nice. And so most people are saying that it's a great tribute to, um who he was and fit for a king
1: yeah twitter yeah they they did the official announcement their tweet was a tribute a tribute fit for a king which is like perfect and it says wakanda forever Mm -hmm. sweet (laughs) i mean sweet it's not sweet what happened we got to that but like you know that part was nice
0: okay and we need to move on because i'm (laughs) probably gonna cry um let's move on to our recent review of Bill and Ted-based music. When your wives suggested couples therapy, do you think that this is what they had in mind?
1: Definitely. I mean, we're a couple of couples, right?
2: Bill, Ted, enough of the delusions. (laughs) You didn't time travel. And you didn't go to heaven and hell. Here's a real idea for you. Be role models to your daughters. Get real jobs.
1: We've spent our whole life trying to unite the world, and I'm tired, dude. Ted, we have a destiny to
2: fulfill. Whoa!
0: Whoa. Whoa. Greetings, my excellent friends. We have a problem.
2: Step forward. A song created by Preston Logan, performed tonight, will save reality as we know it. Oh! oh. Dude, we better write that song now. Or well, why
1: can't we just go to the future when we have written it? And take it from ourselves. Except, won't that be stealing?
0: Cheers!
1: <laughs> How is that stealing? If we're stealing it from ourselves,
0: dude. The synopsis is, once told they'd save the universe during a tame traveling adventure, two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle-aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Dean Pariso, written by Chris Matheson, Ed Solomon, stars Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Kristen Schaal, Summer Weaving, and Bridget Lundy-Payne. Real quick. Yes. My first, um, impression of Sandy Miss mm-hmm. was in 2017. Okay. 2017? Yeah, 2017. Mm-hmm. I was still working for UPS. Mm. I hated that place. So I was looking for a new job. Mm. And I had a job interview at the Starbucks and okay. San Dimas with a like a vet clinic. Okay, okay. And um like it was so quaint. I was like, what the fuck is this town? Like, <laughs> holy shit, like people live here? Like it's not like a little like it just felt like um like it lived in like its own bubble. Oh, okay. Like, it's really quaint, but because yeah. some of the the buildings are very, like, I don't know, not colonial. They're different, though. I get what you're
1: saying. And when they I have,
0: look- like, a, a train depot that goes through there that looks pretty Western. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's, like, kind of Western looking, the town is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, San Dimas does have that. Um, Laverne kind of has that, too. This is, like, local location, folks from California, uh, for uh, Southern California. But yeah, uh, San Dimas and Laverne still have that. They have that kind of bubble mentality. Yeah. Like, you know, um, you come in, start start trouble, you're gonna get shot and dragged to the next town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um What was I gonna say? So yeah, that was my first <laughs> that was my first impression of San Dimas. So it was funny to me that they actually shot Um, this movie, like they were in San Dimas and I'm like, Oh, I know that place. (laughs) And it's not LA. (laughs) That's
1: how I feel whenever they show something and, uh, shot something, shoot something in it in an empire. Uh I was like, Oh yeah. I know that crack corner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. So Bill and Ted face the music. Um, Kelsey, what did you think about this? This movie?
0: I was really shocked Mm -hmm. that it was good. Yes. like not just good because it was like good bad mm-hmm. you know or like oh i could see why people like this movie or whatever like i genuinely enjoyed it and yeah. it had it was good of its own merit yeah it was good gotcha i liked
1: it i didn't like it at all fuck you i know that's a damn lie <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 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 gonna say mine um seeing the trailers for this i was like oh man this is gonna be so bad like i like i love keanu Reeves, but you know he does make bad movies and i was surprisingly shocked i was like yo this movie's actually entertaining as fuck and it's actually it's actually kind of sweet
0: he wasn't the highlight though so maybe that's why it was okay <laughs> yeah yeah he
1: wasn't the highlight the 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 women that played the daughters uh what's her name samara weaving and bridget lundie pain uh, pain mm-hmm. they were some of the highlights of the movie especially like um especially some uh Samara Weaving who mm-hmm. acted like a young Ted like the way how she like moved her body around and be like yaha I was just like holy shit No she-, she
0: was the young um she was Thea she played um Yeah she's Ted's daughter She was Bill's daughter what? The blonde was Bill's daughter No
1: no no yeah that's Billy
0: Oh I thought you
1: i would say samara samara weaving she played uh
0: she was the blonde she the one that was more like ted are you talking now i'm confused were you saying about ted or bill
1: ted keanu reeves character
0: yeah that was bridget Lundy Payne that played
1: oh yeah yeah, you're right oh holy shit okay you're absolutely because
0: they like switched their (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah okay yeah My mistake, yes. Yeah, Bridget Lundy Payne, who played Billy. Yeah, she did uh, a great Ted. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because she was Ted's daughter. Yeah, I,
1: my brain was already like, all right, Thea, that's Ted's daughter. Yeah. Billy, that's that's Bill's daughter. Like my brain just yeah. automatically went there. Um, but yeah, the way how she was carrying herself and just like y'all, and all that kind of shit. <laughs> she was,
0: moved like he did, like, kind of choppy and yeah. like you know how he would like turn his head side to side and like you know bobbing his head and yeah. and all this like she walked like him and everything.
1: Yeah, and there was like. Because uh, I'm so used to seeing Keanu, Ree- Keanu Reeves. Keanu has been doing like a lot of serious roles lately. Um, the last like comedic role I can think he did was... Uh, What's the one? Call Me Maybe? Which, uh, always. Oh, oh, Always Be My Maybe. I'm thinking of that yeah. fucking song. Always Be My Maybe. and But he was just kind of being like a parody of himself mm-hmm. in that movie. But this one, it was like... Keanu Reeves just, like, jump back in that Ted role, but, like, at, obviously as a middle-aged man... Yeah. ...and, like, still not as bright, but not, like, not as annoying as he was in Dude x It was
0: x- weird. He was not wearing the same type of clothes that you would expect him to be wearing as an adult. No. He was wearing, like, khaki dress pants and, like, a button-down shirt. Yeah,
1: but see, even that outfit is very not super mature because it was like a like a light red color and like the khakis were like gray and he still wore tennis shoes he wore
0: tan the his pants were tan i thought
1: they were gray
0: no i mean maybe he did at one point but Mm. when i really noticed it was tan and for me that was too mature like i don't know Mm. i would expect him to be wearing like a t-shirt or like a polo or something
1: hmm um and then he like so like walked around with tennis i don't know like he c- he can tell he was like an adult but not fully an adult it was still like okay this is ted with a t- with a tie on but he's still in high school yeah um who else did the performance that i like oh i've seen alex winters come back as bill um that dude did not skip a beat like <laughs> like like they just fell back in these fucking roles i and can't I- get
0: over how much he looks like your friend oh damien mm-hmm. <laughs> at first when i when i first saw the first movie mm-hmm. i was like his eyes like he looks like sylvester stallone uh-huh. but the more the movie went on uh-huh. and then especially in this one yeah i was like that's fucking damien <laughs> like how he talks and the shape of his eyes and like his little mouth.
1: Uh, yeah, he Damien does kind of talk like that when he's been like drinking too much or he's like on something. He's like, he's like, yeah. But that's like when he's, that's when he just like it's really just fucking around. He doesn't normally talk like that, mm. but when he's really fucking around, he's like, no, shit. <laughs> <laughs> even like the way how like his body moves and shit like that, like shifting up and down uh-huh. and like bobbing his head. Um, one thing that I thought was. It was bad, but like in a good way bad was the special effects.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, they followed They followed the other movies with the, the special p- effects.
1: Yeah, the, the bad special like, effects.
0: Like what I like about this movie is that they knew not to stray too far away from the first two films just because it was a newer film and mm-hmm. we had newer technology. Yeah. Because... I think even at the time that the movie came out, the effects were still bad. Yeah. Um. So it was like in the DNA of the franchise. So like, don't change too much.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the budget was, um, but obviously like special effects can be, can be better um, mastered even with low, with a low budget. Um. So seeing it, Seeing it still kind of like, I I, I think, I honestly think they made a, okay, so the budget was $25 million Mm -hmm. and you still could get like decent effects for that price. But I think like the people behind it, they made a, they made a conscious, conscious choice to be like, let's not go too overboard with the effects because the effects in the past movies, they don't hold up at all. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, people are not expecting us to have the the flashiest effects. They just want like a good story or a good uh ending of a story, um, the way how this movie played out. Yeah. Um
0: Um Is it just me or like is one of the princesses the original actress and the other one isn't? No, none of them are. Really?
1: Yeah, I that's the thing. I looked I, I looked up I looked up the actresses on IMDb. Um the the princess from the princesses from the first one, they're different from the second one, and the second one are different from the third one. Oh, so they so they that's, that's what I thought too. I was like, yo, did they actually bring my princess, but I remember uh, the one who plays uh, Joanne. She looks familiar. I can't remember her name, but I knew that wasn't the ones from the, the redhead. Yeah.
0: Like, I know I've seen her somewhere and I like her. Yeah. But the other... I knew she wasn't original. Yeah. But I thought the the brunette...
1: Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth. I
0: thought she was because she was so soft-spoken like mm. the others.
1: Yeah, her name is uh, Ern Hayes. Yeah, she was born like in 76, so... And Bill and came out like in 81? 86, I think. I think x came out in 86. So she would not have been <laughs> of age.
0: She would have been... To- <clears throat> 10.
1: Yeah, she'd have been. You about to say twenty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what did you think about the comedy?
0: I love the comedy.
1: Ah, you you, you make it sound like, fuck. I have to admit, defeat. I did. Well, love.
0: kind of. Mm. There are some things that, like, I think other people would find funny that I didn't, mm-hmm. because it's just not me. Yeah. But there, it's it has all different kinds of humor in it. Yeah. And there was a lot for me to like. They mm. introduced a new character mm. um, who's like a robot.
1: Oh, D- Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? Dennis. Uh, oh, I can't find the actor. Oh, his name is Dennis Caleb McGoy. Yeah. <laughs> Played by Anthony uh, Ker- Kerrigan.
0: As soon as you told me that he was the one... Oh, from um, Barry? From Barry? Yeah. He's like, hey, Barry.
1: <laughs>
0: I was like, oh, shit. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs>
1: yeah. I remember that dude. He's like, he's, he's a breakout in that Barry show. But yo, his, his, I didn't, okay. I did not expect to like that robot so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, me either.
1: Because he was just like ridiculously funny. Like, he'd be serious. And then all of a sudden he started like losing his program. So getting all fucked up. <laughs> He just getting like, he started getting just like cornier and cornier and awkward and awkward. And just the fact he would be like, I'm Dennis Caleb McCoy.
0: (laughs) The facial expressions, like robots aren't supposed to have facial expressions, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but his were like epic. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, One, another thing I did like is they did, and we're not going to spoil this part too much. We're not going to spoil it. But like they brought, there is a lot of references to the past bill and ted movies that um it's not like Hemphisted, it's more like Nas, like oh that's that character oh that's character oh of course that character would do that mm-hmm. that kind of thing and
0: or like uh one of the characters in in this film mm. brought back a saying from the second one
1: oh talking about you're talking about that reveal
0: there wasn't a reveal was there
1: you talking about the the musician yeah you talking about kate cuddy yeah okay all right All right. well we'll, we'll get into that
0: okay about that whole thing i didn't but think that was a reveal that was a reveal okay because of who he was you have to explain that to me because that one went way over my oh, head Oh,
1: okay so you don't, so you didn't get what i was so excited to be like oh
0: no shit. i didn't okay
1: okay i uh, thought
0: you were just happy about what he said i'm like okay
1: oh no no oh, oh <laughs> we'll get into it can't wait to get into that um yeah so there's a there's a lot of um there is uh, not a lot. There are references in this movie that comes around like sporadically and everything, but it, like I said, it makes complete sense. Um, and they don't like throw away anything. They don't. I mean, the only thing they kind of like cancel out is maybe like the very, very ending of Bogus Journey when like mm-hmm. they kind of go on tour. They kind of like cancel some of those events away. Um, but it, it doesn't. It's not pertinent to the story at all.
0: Yeah. Um. I want to say they did a good job about not overemphasizing George Carlin's um, absence.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did like that little nod to him.
0: Yeah. And then they did it in such a good way. Mm. Like, it was cute. Yeah, it was sweet.
1: And even like, not, not like the nod to him, but like the way how they make the nod is actually like, it and it it's actually like propels the story forward. It gives them the vehicle they need.
0: It does, but I'm saying too, even the time when the guy's kind of see him mm-hmm. i like that part too yeah
1: yeah um all right you want to get to the spoiler section Yeah,
0: hey, let's get into the spoiler section right now
1: oh that's not working don't know why i know why <laughs> got to wait are we going
0: back to the days where you would actually sing the spoiler bumper
1: song? <laughs> no no once again did i miss the spoiler spoiler bumper like last episode <laughs>
0: no you played something different by accident and then you played you're like oh shit that's not it and then
1: you're like okay this is it all right i did it again (laughs) because i pressed (laughs) the wrong button uh all right so if you guys don't want to be spoiled on what we're going to talk about for bill and Ted's face the music we got a spoiler bumper for you uh you guys can skip right ahead for those who have seen it uh welcome to the spoiler section Welcome to the spoiler section. Mark. Yes.
0: I feel like you should just explain Kid Cudi to oh, me. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to be sitting here distracted by like that. Okay. Until you explain it.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right.
0: So. Is this a face of Bo um, type situation? Uh, uh, yes.
1: Okay. I'll say yes. Okay. So Kid Cudi's in this movie, which I didn't know Kid Cudi was in this movie at all. No, hmm. I take that back. No, I didn't know even though i even though he does show up in the trailer i I completely forgot it yeah so kid cuddy shows up right and it's not kid cuddy as it's no it's kid cuddy yeah all right so kid cuddy comes out and he becomes um part of the band that uh billy and teddy uh no thea um get get together to do like the, the awesome music that's supposed to save all reality and shit um and I kept noticing that, like Kid Cudi, his character, like whenever they talked about like time displacement or trying to figure out how the machine works, mm-hmm. he was like on point. Like he knew exactly. And he would be like, "Oh, so there's like a temporal flux, and this this, and this and that." Like all like super duper, super duper like intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, they're just making Kid Cudi like smart for like jokes. Like of course this musician uh, would be intelligent. He's not just he's not just grabbing a mic and singing or rapping or whatever yeah okay and then that part where they ask kid Cuddy like hey how do we like split this time machine and he goes and he goes into detail mm-hmm. and when he when he says bye he goes station and you thought it was just the phrase right mm-hmm. no it's fucking station <laughs> it's the two fucking aliens because i and so it, are you
0: saying because they went they had to use that infinity button or whatever to mm. go basically be everywhere at once to hand mm. the instruments out. Mm. Are you saying that Kid Cudi ended up doing maybe the same thing and that's how he ended up as two beings?
1: No, no. What I'm saying is that that is just that's their buddy station from Bogus. He he just evolved to Kid Cudi. Oh. It's just, it's, 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 but that's the thing i thought i loved it because it's so ridiculous i don't but think
0: he evolved to kid cuddy i think kid cuddy evolved to him
1: to who station mm-hmm. okay I, this is why i think this is why because i think he
0: was dead station
1: station never died
0: they were in hell when they got him oh no it was um heaven
1: yeah station was in heaven they killed him they killed and obviously time has gone on like death comes back who's been gone for a while um they never explain what happened to the robots i'm sure the robots have, went away or whatever mm-hmm. so the fact and you know in bogus journey how station is two beings and becomes one it would only make sense that station would continue to evolve or to adapt so they didn't want to like hammer it and like oh this is station that's and also why would kid cutty say station
0: That's true.
1: Like, it's not like Kit Cutting knew who Station was or knew the story of Station.
0: Yeah.
1: So, of course, the fact that he went Station and, like, put his hands out, which is a very Station thing since he's their friends with uh, Bill Bill and Ted, Ted. it's Kid Cutting's fucking Station. Yeah. So, that's why I was like, holy shit! Holy shit, there's Station! I thought it was funny. I loved it. (laughs) I fucking loved it. I I, I was surprised how much I loved this movie.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And um I kind of thought the daughters were kind of annoying in the beginning, but mm-hmm. the more time went on like then they really wanted to help and they kind of had some good points yeah. and they were able to actually hold their own in certain ways. Yeah. Um and then the more you get to see Billy, mm. because she looks so much like Ted.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um I really enjoyed them a lot. Plus, I love Simmer weaving by the way. Like I have a little bit of a crush on her now after seeing her in Ready or Not. Mm. And she's in this, and there was something else she was in.
1: Yeah, there was something else that, we, that was she in. She was in that we really liked, but I don't remember what it, what it was. Um, oh wow, she's in three billboards. Um, I was gonna get to. Uh, oh yeah, so yeah, the uh, oh she was in that sh- she was in that show Hollywood.
0: She was in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, is that the show the one that that one was on Netflix?
0: The one that I didn't like.
1: Yeah, the one you did not like oh yeah yeah she was she was
0: it. i did not like her in that one well i did but i didn't like didn't her like character her character was boo-boo mm.
1: <laughs> yeah so to go off of what kelsey said about the daughters i i felt the same way kind of at the beginning but i think that kind of that goes into the writing because i remember not liking bill and ted in excellent adventure like at the beginning and then mm-hmm. i learned to like like him a little bit more and more as i spent time with them yeah and it, it's their same kind of arc like you find them annoying they're they're kind of doofus and shit. And then you end up knowing... You end up realizing that they have heart like their parents.
0: Right. And, like, one of them is really smart and the other one's just, like... Like, so oblivious. You can't help but love them.
1: Mm, like, a, what's it called? Uh, an idiot savant or some shit like that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, the the George Carlin um, nod. Nah, Rufus. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I thought that was really... That was... I think that worked out really well because they didn't, th- like... The production was like, oh, we'll just get like another Rufus or, or a Rufus look-alike, or let's plaster like CGI on their face or anything like that. It was his the fact that his character is a hologram mm-hmm. and it's like uh, a like a like me- in a
0: museum or like an amusement park or something. Yeah.
1: And like the fact that he comes out of the like the classic telephone box, as like mm-hmm. a memento to like the classic. I mean, to Bill and Ted X adventures. It was mm-hmm. like a nice touch. It was like, oh, they got to see Rufus again, even though he's not around. His presence is still felt.
0: Yeah, and they were excited when they saw him, and then they realized, oh, wait, it's just a hologram.
1: Yeah. Um, I have to give props to... Uh, what's her name? She played Rufus's daughter.
0: Uh, Kristen Schaal?
1: Yeah, I like Kristen Schaal. I've been watching The Last Man on Earth, and Kristen Schaal, she's done a lot of voice work. Like she does uh, one of the characters from Bob's Burger. Mm-hmm. I always think she's funny. That girl is hilarious.
0: The Last Man on Earth, is that the one that I, I think I didn't like where it was like one guy by himself and then he runs into her mm-hmm. and they like don't like each other at all and yeah. then they eventually form a relationship but it still kind of goes bad
1: yeah um, and it's, it has um, God, I, remember, I can't remember the actor's name um, Will Forte yeah as like as that show progressed they meet more people and more people and like shit starts going off the rails like a lot
0: yeah, I think maybe I stopped watching it too soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, you should, you should jump on it. It's good. It's good <laughs> shit. Anyway, but Bill and Ted. Um, yeah, I liked her performance as uh, Rufus's daughter.
0: I was mad on her. Oh really? Yeah. First of all, I was really distracted by her shawl.
1: <laughs> okay, you're you're distracted by Christian shawls shawl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought. Her being on the phone with her mother constantly was kind of annoying. Uh
1: that's 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 so that's so daughter mother dynamic. I love that. I, I do
0: not like it. It mm. was like a trope. For mm, okay. like for me it was just a trope. I'm mm. like I'm tired of that particular drama mm-hmm. both like in real life and in the movies. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen her be something a little bit more um I don't know. Like, n- she was intelligent, but it was really weighted down by her relationship with her mother. Mm, okay. As opposed to just letting her shine. Like in the end, she mm-hmm. finally gets her her time to mm-hmm. shine. Yeah. But like getting there, you're like because you don't even know as the audience if her mother is right or if she is right. Yeah. And then and then they're just arguing. Yeah,
1: I mean that. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention that that is kind of a fall into the into the story because, um, yeah, they're just arguing back and forth. Even though, like, I myself am already on Shawl's side because I don't want to see Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. you know, get killed because they can't make the music. Or that supposedly they're going to get killed if they don't make the music. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking about that, the timing. They kept, like, pulling out the clock to do the timing. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, the exact timing. You kept
0: pausing it and seeing how much time we had left. Yeah, it was
1: like, they were, like, literally doing, like, a countdown on your on your what's it called is it a is it a, a a ticker now or something when you see your place in the movie yeah um i thought that was a nice touch but um yeah they could have been i I admit they probably could have been a little bit more a little more opportunity for christian Shaw. um
0: it was almost like for me like if her character like it almost wouldn't pass the Bechtel test if it was just a story about her because, like, if we didn't oh, do Bill and Ted yeah. and it was a story about her saving the world yeah, and, like, finding Bill and Ted, mm. like, it just, there's, it was taken from her.
1: Mm, gotcha. Christian, Christian Shaw. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Kelly. Kelly, daughter Rufus, face the music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Okay. Okay. Mm. The part where they kept running into themselves, but Bill and Ted, yeah, like so in the first two movies, they're running into themselves, and it's like them from like fifteen minutes ago or whatever, yeah, or like fifteen minutes into the future mm. um this time they keep running into themselves like two years into the future, mm. you know, and like how what did you think about their different um character?
1: I thought, you know what, I thought it was a, I honestly think it was a mixture of part one and part of Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. Because like you said, in Excellent Adventure, they saw each other 15 minutes. They saw the 15 minutes in the future versions of themselves, which in this one, they saw like the two-year version, the five-year version, the 10-year version, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and in Bogus Journey, they were like evil versions of themselves. And here they were, they weren't as evil, but they were
0: dicks. N- um... The first one, they were like, wouldn't lie to themselves, and the second one, it was robots. So I know I, it wasn't I, like themselves themselves.
1: I know, but, I know, but what I'm saying is like they're taking like a little bit of those elements, yeah, and they're putting it in this one because it, because uh, it worked. Like even though the 15 minute version of himself um, wasn't like. Pertinent to the story mm-hmm. it did propel the story forward. you know they wouldn't lie to themselves so they gotta believe rufus boom we gotta get on this time machine boom 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 right yeah and then bogus journey kind of like the same thing if they weren't um if they didn't go through all this shit and everything like that they wouldn't have created like the. they wouldn't have won battle of the bands right so this one it's like it's it, like i say it's a mixture of both um and it's funny because like they are trying to steal from themselves mm-hmm. to like get this music but they they don't in they don't even end up learning how to make the music they actually end up learning from themselves mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a I don't know not a morale story it's a self-reflection kind of story mm-hmm. um, especially that part where they see like the old versions of themselves and they're kind of like come to terms to who they are
0: that's my favorite scene
1: mm-hmm. oh when These they see tw- the, the when tents. they see the oldest Oh, when they see the oldest. Oh, just just like the throughout Ted's the movie. Yeah.
0: Right there, the when they're the um, when they're meeting their oldest selves, yeah. and Ted was like, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm earlier on, Bill makes a like a, an observation like Ted, you're always weird with yourself. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, cause I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I am always weird with myself. Yeah. Cause it's me. <laughs> and then when they finally like meet their oldest selves mm. it's like he's talking to himself and he's like you know whenever i look in the mirror i always see like me mm-hmm. so like you know i just it's like he couldn't come to terms with seeing himself in the mirror yeah um so he was like always weird with the other versions of himself too but yeah i don't know i always kind of like that yeah it
1: was it was very touching because like the movie I mean, for all, like, the, the, for all intents and purposes, the movie is kind of, like, junk food. Like, it's just, like, a good, it's just a movie just to watch and just feel good, because you're just, you know, especially, like, now everything is really shitty. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie to watch just, like, because I remember when we finished watching it, we were, like, in a in a cheery mood. We were just, like, yo, that was, like, a cute, sweet movie. Like, I really dug it. Yeah. And it kind of, like, it takes a pause to be, like, all right, these are, like, middle-aged men. This is their future. So how are they going to cope with having their time, you know? like as like these legendary rock stars or stuff like that mm-hmm. and how they can kind of like move forward because one of their biggest concerns was that they were going to lose their wives and that was like one of the biggest driving force in the <laughs> What's funny?
0: i like how they did the therapy <laughs> like the wives wanted to go to therapy mm-hmm. so the men made the therapy appointments at the same time so they could all go together yeah (laughs) it
1: was like couples therapy and and bill says yeah we're a couple of couples (laughs)
0: yeah and then the the therapist was like hey like you have to say tell her like i love you and she's like me and ted love Love you you. (laughs) and yeah
1: (laughs) yeah they were like because i know that's like that's like the one of the biggest things of this of this franchise is like their bond is their bond is like they're attached to the hip Mm -hmm. and their wives are like we have to be separated like we have to like live our own lives and be our own people and be our own couple Mm -hmm. i mean even like they're like living like right next door to each other yeah like you know i would imagine like they didn't spend like more than a day apart or some shit like that
0: yeah exactly um i do think it's funny that they died again (laughs)
1: I don't, I don't care if they they did in the second one I loved in this one yeah <laughs> Especially the way how they died and how how was it the, how Dennis <laughs> Dennis would not kill them and was like I can't I can't kill you guys
0: Dennis was even funnier like the robot mm-hmm. he was even funnier than death was and I enjoyed death
1: a death and bogus journey or, yeah or, oh yeah bogus yeah journey.
0: he was yeah. like a good replacement because you obviously needed like a younger actor to like fill that part yeah. but death still came back Mm-hmm. And like it was still great.
1: Yeah, you pointed out that when they finally like agreed to like uh, get to get the get band back together, when <laughs> they did the air guitar, you could hear Des like bass. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I was just like, oh shit, they went that far.
0: But they did that before. Um, mm. I don't remember which movie it was. Oh, it was Bogus Adventure because mm. um, when the robots did the same thing, mm. it was very out of tune because it wasn't like i didn't even notice notice that you didn't
1: no i didn't notice that i think i was at a point where i was like all right this one was good but i needed to end
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i noticed it because i noticed things
1: because you're smart sm marty
0: (laughs) okay um what else oh the dad came back too but he was in SWAT as, like, a 75, 80-year-old man.
1: Yeah, who should have, like, hit retirement, like, 40 years prior. Or some like, he sh- shouldn't
0: be in SWAT. He'd probably break a hip.
1: Yeah, like. yeah. Hal Landon, Hal Landon Jr. showed up uh, again as uh, Ted's dad. Which I, I like how some of the characters did come back. Like, Missy came back and Mary.
0: <laughs> I was weird about her coming back because in the first two movies, mm-hmm. she was, like, sweet. Like. Yeah and kind of oblivious and whatever,
2: mm-hmm.
0: even though she was kind of a whore because she kept, like, jumping from guy to guy.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, she was still really gentle and sweet. Mm-hmm. So that it was kind of like, um...
1: Like a character like shift.
0: It, like it perpetuated the idea that Bill really wanted to be with her. Mm-hmm. You know, because she was, like, this sweet girl next door. Yeah. And then when you get to Bill and Ted face the music... Mm. She looks like she's seen some shit.
1: Yeah, she does come off as a woman who's either... Like, jaded. Yeah, yeah. She's either jaded or just kind of like... In a very, like, I don't give a fuck attitude. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I did notice... And she didn't... I don't even think she had any dialogue at all.
0: No, she did. Oh, okay. But it was, like, real small.
1: Hmm. Um, So one thing thing I, I really enjoyed... You know, even like the stuff they pulled from the previous movies and made nods to. They were like, in the previous movies, they were small, but they they put a face to it. Like the fact that in Bogus Journey, um, we find out that Bill actually had a brother has a brother named Deacon. I'm not, not Bill Ted. Ted has a brother named Deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of like his nightmare scenarios. And we actually meet Deacon <laughs> this time, and Deacon marries Missy. Yeah, which exactly. is like what? <laughs> and what? So that makes that makes. Okay, so Missy married Ted's dad and Missy was Ted's stepdad. I mean um stepmom. stepmom. So now now his stepmom is now his his sister-in-law.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, and they they actually it's so funny um Bill and Ted are doing the um like wedding singer like they do uh, a the song. music, yeah. But before that after they like get married and everything, uh, um they're sitting there and they are doing their talk or whatever and they're like, "Yeah, that would make my dad his own dad
1: <laughs> oh he's like his own granddad or something
0: something like that, like
1: that. it was so <laughs> this was so funny um you know what i uh, another thing that i didn't enjoy is the music the music is actually not too bad
0: even that first one it <laughs> yeah. was wild like like alex winter does something with his voice where he sounds like a didgeridoo
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like
1: he opened up his diaphragm yeah and <laughs> then
0: ted ted was playing the thurman
1: that was called a theremin. Yeah. Okay. He was
0: doing the using a theremin. Yeah. And like they were doing some experimental shit and like, <laughs> and everyone was just standing there like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Except their daughters who love that shit. Yeah. Like and and his dad unplugs the music and no lie, Mark looked at me and he was like, I'm actually really interested in it. <laughs> like I wanted to hear more. Like it was yeah. interesting and yeah. I was like, yeah, me too. Like. That was not good music, but like I really wanted to hear more. Yeah,
1: it's like play for last, but Kelsey and we were actually kinda of digging on it. We're yeah. like, oh shit, this isn't too bad. I mean, it's not it's not save the universe music, but
0: like it really wasn't good, but it was interesting yeah. enough for us to want to listen more.
1: Yeah. Um, even like the the even like the final number they play at the end of the movie when um Oh, so, yeah, another element that they take they take from the, fir- from the first one is, like, they bring historical figures back in it again because they know that it worked. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to, like, really make it, like, oh, it's another project, like, a school project or whatever. Like, they literally need, like, musical figures to, like, save the universe. And I dug that they went to, like, Jimi Hendrix and Louis Armstrong first. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can't get past, like, certain musical figures without, like, coming across them. Right. You know? And, um... Um, even like the music they, they played at the end, I was like digging on it and yeah. it was like, it was, a, it's a collaboration thing. Cause, um, they kept giving, they kept telling, they kept telling like, well, the audience or people who were watching that it's Preston and Logan,
0: mm-hmm. but they
1: never said that it's actually the daughters. Right. And I was just like, Oh, I like that twist. Cause like they're making like a whole kind of family thing. Right. Which is really sweet.
0: It, it gave them more of a purpose yeah. too. Um, because they love music so much, like, they had, I don't know, like, I guess the, um, Bill and Ted, when they were younger, they had heart, but they only mm. really listened to one kind of music, and yeah. they were, like, in a regular band, yeah. and these girls were like, no, I really like, like, all kinds of music, and, yeah. like, um, and it was good at the end where they were like, you know, I think it's you guys, so, like, just take over, mm-hmm. and they did... Um, and it was the most regular sounding song ever. <laughs> um, and
1: it wasn't regular, it saved reality.
0: <laughs> well, I forget which character said it, but they're like, Yeah, it's not the song, it's that everyone was united in playing it mm. that saved reality.
1: Maybe that's maybe that's what we need to do to save America to just all play the same music at the exact same time. Mm. You know, know,
0: they didn't have to go around handing instruments to everybody. You know why? Why? Because your voice is also an instrument. (sighs) So people could have been singing. Or they could have been like, you know.
1: No, do don't the, do that. I, do I,
0: I can't <laughs> do the sound anyway. But the face slapping thing, where you make like your mouth hollow yeah. and it like makes the noise. Oh, you
1: know what? They could have done Bill's music. Oh, they could have <laughs> all done that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so something you know, just,
0: or you know, I could since I know how to do the thing. Where you stick your finger thing? in your mouth. Why don't you do? <sighs>
1: that shit slaps.
0: But you can't do that, can you? Yeah, oh I yeah, can. you can. Yeah. I thought for some reason you couldn't do it.
1: I got skills. That pays the bills.
0: Wow. Well, that's a skill that you have. I know. So, like, that means I have skills, too. I know.
1: I should put that on the job application.
0: <laughs> I can do this with my finger my mouth.
1: <laughs> What do you say is your greatest strength? There it is.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, one thing I just realized now, uh, since we're talking about this movie, is the fact that this movie's also, it's, it's I mean, they kind of... They they kind of they did kind of touch up on it in one and two well not kind of they touched up on it in one and two about like legacy about Bill and Ted's legacy saving the world and everything mm-hmm. but I think th- this one they really wanted to point out like the importance of passing or of having your legacy onto the next person or passing your knowledge on to the next person because it could possibly be a benefit to their life or bring some good mm-hmm. that there, there is like the fact that they passed. They were these musicians. They couldn't create the they couldn't create the song, but they passed all this knowledge to the next generation, and they created the music. They were able to have the initiative, or the fortitude, or even the skills to to complete what they had sought out to complete Mm -hmm. themselves. Which had me think about my daughter. Um, You know, I I, myself as a writer, I'm not like a super. I'm not a a, a, I won't even say successful writer. Like I have gotten stuff published, but I don't make a living off of it. But my daughter, she sees what I do, and she's kind of getting into it now. Mm-hmm. So everything that I learned on my own, I'm passing on to her. Hopefully, she can make something of it that I couldn't.
0: Didn't she make a, a story about Pocket? Who, Leia? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she did. Yeah. Oh, I gotta find it. I have it somewhere. It was like a, like a comic book or something like that, or like a script that she made. But
0: yeah, but Pocket was like a ninja or something. <laughs> or she yeah. like was a fighter.
1: Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, but all in all, like. I enjoyed this movie. I surprised. I was. I surprised myself. This movie (laughs) surprised me. I actually really enjoyed this movie. It was a good movie.
0: I really liked this movie too. Is that it?
1: I think that's it.
0: Yeah. Watch the fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus.
1: (laughs) All right. What do we got up next?
0: Uh, We're going to do our variety time. The Title of this episode is called Holy Ghost, well, and
1: what are we doing for variety time?
0: A trip down Lovecraft Lane. Okay, Duh, because you didn't say that. I said it in the beginning of the episode. Yeah,
1: but people want to know exactly where we're at.
0: Well, variety time. All right, said that already.
2: <sighs> Fuck, I'm <my> bad.
0: <laughs> the title is a Holy Ghost. is called Holy Ghost, <clears> and <throat> the summary is hoping to mend her relationship with her sister Ruby. Letty turns a ramshackle Victorian on Chicago's North Side into a boarding house, an endeavor that stokes neighborhood racism and awakens dormant spirits. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> awakens dormant spirits stuck in the house. Meanwhile, Atticus remains burdened by a guilty conscience as George's wife, Hippolyta,
1: Hippolyta yeah,
0: uh, presses him for the full story of what happened in Ardham.
1: Um so last last episode of Lovecraft Country you were kind of on the fence because you you had your reasons and they were valid reasons. Mm-hmm.
0: Um I it, believe- it was like the last episode kind of made me like sometimes I question myself mm-hmm. and I'm like why am I not fully on board with this episode is it because there's too much mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing too much white people against black people. Mm, like, okay. is it because I don't want to see the racism? Mm. Like, am I is my inner racism coming out or something? Mm-hmm. Like, even though this is a show for black people, like, like I feel like, m- am I not gonna enjoy it now because it's gonna be like this? Yeah. So sorry. Um, I had to remind people.
1: <laughs> yeah. So how did you feel? So I wanna I wanna ask you at the top, how did you feel about this episode?
0: I actually like this one as much as I did the first one.
1: All right, alright, alright. Um,
0: even with the racism. And now I think the only reason why the second one was weird to me is because mm. I don't like I really don't like like witchcraft type stuff in a show. Mm. Like like I know it's HP Lovecraft and things are kinda weird, but it mm-hmm. was too culty for me, I think. Yeah gotcha. the second episode was.
1: Um No, I I got you. Um yeah, I, this this episode was, I, I this episode was really fucking good. Yeah, um, and I like the fact that this was a Letty heavy episode. It was mm-hmm. focused on her and dealing with this racism. Um, at the top, at the top of the episode, it's this really great poem um, that uh, does the voiceover. Uh, Letty's at a church and she's you hear this poem. It's by I keep how do you say that again.
0: Uh, I think it's Leamy.
1: Lamy Maldonado, Maldonado. and it's it's and 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 that figure is she, um, she is a is a transgender uh, Puerto Rican. It's a Puerto American Puerto Rican, I think it is. Um, Transgender activist, um, also drag queen, everything like that. And the poem is spoken by Precious Ebony, who is also a transgender figure. And it's a very touching poem where the poem goes. Hey Lay, what did you do uh, to make your mark on this world? What mountains did you climb? Which angels gave you the wings? Which angels gave you their wings? Which skies have you flown? And when you reached the heavens, who was there to catch you when you fell? And did they tell you that you saved them too, like you saved me? That they're mending your wings and holding them up to the sun, just to step back and watch you fly. Go ahead, go ahead, Lay, fly. And that's that is done with like a hard shot of letting. And that's like. It 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 foreshadows what Letty's trying to do mm-hmm. this episode, which is to try to make a difference. Because previous episode she died, and in this episode she says later on that like she died, she came back, and she's not right. Something is wrong with her. She felt like she lost some of her humanity, mm-hmm. and she's trying to place it like with this Victorian house by having people live there, being like a pioneer by being a black person in this very racist, very white neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it, it adds so much de- depth to this character. that it is, I used to think, I, I, I originally thought Atticus was my favorite character. I think Letty's my favorite character now in the show.
0: I think I was wondering, too, side note, mm. where did I see Atticus?
2: Um,
0: it Chapter 2, I think.
1: No, that's not him.
0: It's not him. Nope. He looks familiar, though.
1: Uh, he's in. Um, did you ever see uh, the last black man in San Francisco? No. Well, he's in that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're gonna play this game again, Mark. You ask me, did you watch this? And I'm <laughs> like, no, I haven't. That's that's our dynamic. <laughs> that is how we roll. <laughs> that's how we roll. It doesn't get old.
1: No. No, I love it. Uh,
0: oh, no, you don't. No, I do. I think I, I love like, it. I no, I love it. Oh, I can't have any conversations so, yeah,
1: with you. So uh, Jonathan Majors, he was in the Five Bloods. Okay. He played the. He played the son. He played. Um, That's
0: where I saw him then.
1: Yeah, he played um, Delaware Linden's son.
0: Which is funny because I don't really recognize him that way. Like he looked different. Mm. Maybe it's just because he's in like a different time.
1: Time frame or yeah up clothes and stuff like yeah that. gotcha um but yeah this episode it's so good because it's like it's a straight-up horror episode and mm-hmm. done right
0: yeah and all it is is ghosts and like demons and shit but like mm. but it wasn't cheesy like it wasn't mm. supernatural <laughs> like yeah it was actually like no these people went through some shit here's some backstory about how these ghosts ended up in this house
1: yeah which is so fucked up
0: yeah um, and I like the fact that Lenny kind of has to look, basically look at herself in the mirror. I think even one, at one point she is looking at herself in the mirror, mm. but she has to basically look at herself and, and take kind of stock. What kind of person am I?
1: Yeah. Like that, um, that scene when she, that confrontation between her and her sister.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh shit. And mm. when she said that.
1: What was the line that she said? Um, she
0: said, uh, "All this time, she said something like, I think all this time, um, I was thinking you were the fuck up, but now I now I see that you're just fucked up.'"
1: Yeah, the sister said that to Letty, and I was just like, "Oh man, that hurts so much." Yeah, because i've I've had like I've had like mental like arguments like like a scenario of like me arguing with my brother or like vice versa and then like that shit comes out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's like a heated that was a heated discussion yeah did you notice the references the certain references in the in the show
0: what references
1: one James Baldwin makes an appearance
0: no I did not
1: okay so the scene where um uh they're letty's having all these people move into the house and mm-hmm. you see that guy walk a dog and he has like a box in his hand
0: mm mm-hmm
1: the letty like leans for and past the dog she's like oh what's the dog's name he goes baldwin and then he like um he's in the doorway of letty's sister and he's like oh hi i'm james so you're (laughs) like it's james baldwin um another really great reference that's actually fucked up (laughs) Mm -hmm. um is there's a kid in there uh the in the ouija board scene oh yeah one of the kids he goes um will i have a good time on my trip to the south and it says no. That kid's name is Bobo. That is the nickname of Emmett Till.
0: Oh shit! And he's
1: wearing the outfit, the tie.
0: Oh yeah. That
1: of his last picture of the picture, his last picture of him being alive. So that that was Emmett Till. Jesus Christ! And the and the spirit goes no, like pretty much like you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also like a kid in there. His name is Gil Gil Scott Heroin Heroin H E R O I N how you say that heroin heroin i don't think it's actually is heroin. i'm probably spelling it wrong um but that's the famous poet
0: um
1: he was the poet that the uh i played at the end of last week's episode that's him that's the character um but yeah even like this this show has a great way of combining uh supernatural and horror with racism without hitting you over the head with it and i think this episode did it pretty well
0: I don't think it does a good job of not hitting you over the head with racism because mm. it's a show kind of about racism, <laughs> yeah. but they do a good job of not being apologetic for it mm-hmm. and making every scene every scene count, yeah, so um except for me, mm-hmm. except episode two, where it was a bit much mm-hmm. um but there was some really poignant stuff that happened then. Mm-hmm and um, and I'm really happy that a show like this exists, yeah, um because it's important, mm. so yeah, they do definitely hit you over the head with racism, but it's not to the point where you feel like you're being hit over the head, yeah, it's just there all the time,
1: yeah, even some of the some of the ways how these people deal with racism is it's not it's done with a mindset of like they have been through this stuff a lot that they know exactly what to do Mm -hmm. when the situation calls for it like um
0: like when the cops came up onto the uh their lawn after she busted all the windows in the cars and took those bricks off the horns
1: yeah i thought that part was so cool because like letty like comes out with a bat and instead of like Instead of like the guys in the house trying to stop her, they're like, okay, let's go get her guns because shit's gonna go down. Yeah. And they do it in a very like militant, organized manner. Like, okay, we've been through this before. We know exactly what to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And after she's done the damage, which I fucking loved it, smash the shit out of those fucking cars. Yeah. Um, and before the cops come, they take all their guns and put it in the trunk of the car and the car leaves. <laughs> and
0: it's so
1: like military like played out.
0: not even just that, but then they're like, okay, we need to comply before they even ask us to comply.
1: Yeah, so they're like on their hands and knees with their uh hands in, uh I'm sorry, they're on their knees with their hands up in the air.
0: Or behind their head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have their hands behind their head.
1: Um one thing that I I found that I was just like, oh, they are just like Doing some great shit is that part where Letty's in the back of the paddy wagon mm-hmm. and the cop driving it's like throwing her around by like driving erratically, yeah, which is very familiar because there was a uh, I, I the name escapes me a black man who fucking died in the back of paddy wagon when the the the, the truck was when the car was moved all over the place. Mm-hmm. I forgot what that's that actually has like a term, like a very racist term, what's it what it's called, but. I wouldn't put it past that that's been a practice since like the invention of police
0: yeah in America <laughs> um, one thing I really like too is mm. um, the story that they they play that the history of the house and mm. what happened there um, and how it comes out mm. and then how Letty kind of solves it on her own because her sister kind of left her
1: uh, the the person I was referring to is uh, Freddie Gray. That's the person who died in the back. Who was fucking murdered in the back of a paddy wagon? But go on, go on. Sorry,
0: it might not have been the other head headphones. Okay, I think it's the plug. Ah, okay. Um, what they what they did with the history of um of that house mm-hmm. and how the people died there. Yeah. Um, and she had taken pictures on moving day. Yeah. Right, and then. Something happened down in that dark room um, with, like, a ghost or something. Mm. And when she looked at those pictures, there were, like, these silver lines yeah. across them. And, like, she started trying to, like, line them up and stuff. And then it kind of put her on a different path with mm. those pictures. And she noticed that along with the re- the person, like, the intended shot, like, the person in the shot, mm. there was, like, a second face. Yeah. And in each of those pictures, it was like a face of someone who died in that house. Or like like they disappeared or like. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that because it was like. It was like they were trying to show you like a parallel between what happened earlier in history and what is happening with them at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the house was trying to kill them.
1: Well, it wasn't. I mean.
0: Not the house per se, but like the the evil spirits that were there.
1: Uh, they were trying to kill the people that were currently in the house. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it, it I, I, I don't think it was. I, I wouldn't say it was as far as the spirits that were trying to kill them. I think it was like that scientist spirit that was like, get the fuck out of my yeah, house. Yeah, it
0: was a scientist spirit because yeah. because the other spirits actually were trying to help.
1: Yeah, and I thought that part was so great because, um, when they came, they were like. They were pieces of themselves until they they came together to help Letty when when they finally became whole, mm-hmm. and that just shows like a unity of like black people um,
0: lifting each other up.
1: Yeah, and and the afterlife, and in the and the in the in re, our reality or in, in existence and whatever, um, which it it show it showcased how Letty is a character that had a lot of growth this episode
0: she did yeah which is great because Mm -hmm. i don't think i could have endured her the way she was the entire show yeah um like i hate that particular lack of maturity where someone is floating around and they don't know who they are or Mm. what they're doing what their strengths are Mm. and they're just mooching off of everybody else yeah um and as a female it's even worse Mm -hmm. um and I'm happy to see that she took the stage this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the fact, too, I kind of assumed that she wasn't a virgin. Oh, uh, okay. Like, I assumed her character was not a virgin. Yeah. Like, the way she dressed and, like, did her makeup and stuff. Oh,
1: Kelsey, are you say, you're already saying she looked like a whore?
0: No. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, no, I get you saying it. Um, But there was a scene where her and Atticus finally hook up. Yeah and that was some hot shit right there (laughs) and he was kind of rough but like but she liked it but it was like (laughs) it was like passionate rough not like
1: yeah not like slam your head against the wall kind of rough
0: yeah and like
1: derogatory or demeaning shit
0: exactly Mm -hmm. so it was funny because like right after it happened i think he like realized it was blood yeah and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize I started my monthly. He's like, no, no, it's fine.
1: Yeah, he didn't, like, freak out at that shit at all.
0: No, he didn't freak out, but also, like, it's, she didn't want to tell him that he was her first.
1: Uh, yeah, that was actually, I, I gotta, I'm i not going to admit, I'm not going to
0: admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to admit anything. Yeah, That's the no, end of the show right now.
1: No, I, I, I will admit that I was actually pretty shocked that she was a virgin. Because, like, this looked, I mean, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Letty, I had a brain fart right now. Letty comes off as a woman who can get any man she wants whenever. I mean. uh, And and for how
0: lost she was, right? mm -hmm. Like usually you would think that the women who have a job, have a family, or like are really rooted in church and they're Mm -hmm. not wandering around. Those are probably more the women that do wait or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you're moving around as much as Letty was, Mm -hmm. that she would have hooked up with somebody at some point yeah and that
1: and that yeah that she was a virgin and she was just she wasn't like she wasn't as promiscuous as somebody who doesn't know her would just like assume like just off the bat Mm -hmm. you know she comes off as a person who granted she is fucked up she was still like she still kept her dignity intact I'm not mm-hmm. saying lose your virginity or being a slut. Sorry. I'm not saying I'm not saying sleeping with multiple men, you lose your dignity. I mean, you can own it and there are tons of women who do own that shit. You know, but the fact that like she looks like she would be perceived as a woman who would sleep with multiple men, even own her shit, she was just like, no, I'm still, I'm still waiting for the right person or I'm waiting for the right moment. Yeah. And she had that with Atticus and there's like, there's that chemistry between the two. Yeah. Between Atticus and and Letty. Um, I heard uh, I was listening to this podcast about Lovecraft Country, and they were talking about the parallels between this uh, Letty and Dracula, which I didn't think about it until like until they pointed out. But how Dracula dies, comes back, but he loses a piece of himself, and he tries to regain his humanity through like love or passion, or trying to bring people into his circle. And Letty is like doing that same thing. She's trying to like she's a bit more promiscuous mm-hmm. in this episode. Like she's. She's, like, dancing very sensually with, like, this guy that she, we don't know at all. Yeah. And that she, um, her and Atticus, you know, they have sex in the bathroom, and she's wearing these clothes that's, like, she, like, she's, uh, Janae Smollett is hot. Like, she's super fine. But here she was, like, extra fine. <laughs> you know, and it shows this like, the character has, it's she's trying to ga- regain some part of her humanity by, trying to feel alive Mm -hmm. um which i'm hoping that like they they still explore that in the next episode yeah um so yeah like it's i I, I thought this episode was great i absolutely loved it
0: yeah um and then of course who shows up at the end oh what's that
1: white girl's name
0: exactly that white girl
1: what's that white girl's name i put it down somewhere oh yo that scene holy fucking shit That scene, um...
0: Oh, Christina Braith White.
1: Yeah. Yo, that scene, that part where Atticus, like, pulls out that gun, Mm -hmm. and he's trying to shoot her, and she says, well, you just can't be walking around killing white people, which is No, white women. We have white women, which is like, you're about to sign your death sentence. Yeah. That's like a suicide mission. And this is like, yep, that's America. (laughs) That's straight up America.
0: I know I'm not supposed to like her, but I like... I hope she gains some kind of like
2: mm.
0: I don't know humanity. She's like lacking a soul. Mm. Um and I really hope that has a point yeah. other than she's a white woman so let she should have no soul.
1: Yeah. I I I do enjoy the fact that she's a bit evil.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, she she um you were led to believe that, like, the father was going to be the evil character for this show. mm mm-hmm. And it's her instead. And I'm digging on that.
0: <laughs> I don't know that she's evil. She seems like she's trying to help them in some way. But I, it, it kind of benefits her more.
1: Yeah, I think she's trying to manipulate him because she she tells Atticus about um, this this thing called, like, the Book of Names. And it's, like, the Pages of Adam that's supposed to actually get him to the Garden of Eden.
2: hmm And
1: she, like, kind of, like, she, like places that idea in Atticus and then MacGuffin is born
2: <laughs> from yeah.
1: the show. So, I mean, my guess is they're probably going to be searching for that this I've never read the book, so I am imagine that's going to be what they're searching for this show.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I would love to see, though? Hmm. Like, I know it's a show about, like, racism and stuff. Yeah. But, so, like, wouldn't it be nice to see, like, some allies at some point show up where it's not always black against white.
1: Mm, oh, you mean like some white allies?
0: Yeah. That uh, would make the show even more believable to me a little bit. Like,
1: mm. a okay. little bit. Maybe that white boy. Um, I forgot his name. The whitest, the whitest white man that ever white it. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I feel like
0: he's evil because he doesn't fucking talk or blink.
1: <laughs> yeah, those creepy. As, as my grandmother would call him, blue-eyed devil.
0: There was something
1: about that. It was pretty creepy, wasn't it?
0: No. In this last episode, there was something that made me think about that. Mm, Okay. Because I think there was like a spirit or something that was, or like a demon, Mm. but he had blue eyes and he was like, I don't remember, but he was like dancing or something. And I'm like, oh, blue eyed devil.
1: Oh, I don't recall that.
0: But it was really brief.
1: Mm. I think it's... I think the character's name is Crane. Say like Alex Collins.
0: Mm. Yep,
1: that's him. That's the blue-eyed devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, looking forward to the next episode of uh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, It's gonna be so good.
0: Maybe we'll actually get to watch it together this time. Hopefully. <laughs> hey Lay, what did you do
2: to make a mark on this world? What mountains did you climb? Which angels gave you their wings? Which skies have you flown? And when you reached the heavens,
1: who was there to catch you when you fell? And did they tell you that you saved them too? Like you saved me?
2: That they're mending your wings and holding them up to the sun? Just to step back. watch you fly
1: so go ahead lay fly
0: do you want to move on
1: yeah we are going to move on to our geriatric cinematic Uh,
0: Bill and Ted's excellent adventures
1: now a motion picture so grand so magnificent and so vast It spans 7,000 years.
2: No way. Way. Yes way.
1: But it starts with Bill.
2: I'm Bill S. Preston. Who is Joan of Arc?
1: And Ted. Noah's wife. We are in
2: danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow.
1: A force from the future.
2: Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want.
1: Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach
2: out and touch someone. Ah! They're traveling through time. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the Iron Maiden. Excellent! Execute them. Burgess. How's it going,
1: Dave? And they're making a big impression. Historical babes. Now they're home.
2: Buddy, get together, remember who your buddy is.
1: To trash. The twentieth century.
0: Two seemingly dumb teens set off on a quest to prepare the ultimate historical presentation with the help of a time machine. Directed by Stephen Herrick, written by Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon, stars Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, and George Carlin. You saw this one, right?
1: Excellent Adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up watching this movie.
0: And you were what kind of met on it?
1: I'm not a I'm not a there there are people out there who say uh, excellent adventures is better than bogus journey i'm not one of them <laughs> i actually really enjoy bogus journey more than excellent adventure um however after like revisiting this movie i can see why people like it i mean it's the
0: it, that was my i think that was my exact yeah. statement
1: <laughs> yeah you obviously you've never you've never seen this movie mm-hmm. so what do you think about it
0: Um, I could see why people like it. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not, like, to me, they're like the, the clean version of, um, Beavis and Butthead.
1: Yes, yes, they're like
0: the clean version, yeah. like the ones that go to church and love their mothers. Like, yeah, that
1: won't influence kids to like huff paint in the closet or some shit like that. Yeah, 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 totally.
0: Um, and I've never really been someone who like likes that kind of humor, mm-hmm. or that level of stupidity is ever going to be funny to me. Mm-hmm. And even in Excellent Adventure, it wasn't particularly funny, but it had its moments. Yeah. But more so, I think that once you get past the wall of these people are pretty fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of realize that Bill's not as dumb as he seems. Yeah. And they're both lovable. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can get behind the movie that way. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I could. Mm-hmm. Like that they're both people that i i would enjoy in real life because um like they have so much heart and like yeah like they just want to just want to be good people and like do good things and take care of each other and like but they're kind of dumb and they get themselves in these situations but like like you want to root them on you know like Mm -hmm. because you love them so much
1: yeah i mean like (laughs) i have this i have this um It's kind of an asshole thought that I don't like stupid people. They really annoy the shit out of me.
0: Why is that an asshole thought? (laughs)
1: Because I won't tolerate them at fucking all. (laughs) Me either. I know, but...
0: Well, except (laughs) if I have to, like, in work settings. But thankfully, the people I work with aren't dumb. Yeah. but. But
1: these guys, these two guys that are actually pretty stupid, like, I can see myself... Maybe not now, but, like, back then, I could have seen myself, like, hanging out with them and just, like, laughing my ass off with them. Yeah. Um... Yeah, this movie with Keanu Reeves. This is... He,
0: he was cute back then. <laughs> he looks... His, his age is catching up to him now. Uh-huh. But he was cute back then.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised I hear that from you. Because you have, like, this seething hatred for Keanu I Reeves. I do
2: not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, he looks like he's in his late 40s in, oh, uh, in Face the of Music. music yeah. I'm like, no, he has, like, the sagging jawline and lips and nose and everything of someone who's like in their 60s
1: okay let me rephrase that he looks like somebody who's in his 40s and had a rough life
0: better no because that <laughs> means they look like they're older than their age which piano uh, looks like he's his age
1: now i know even pocket not pocket even patches thought it was full of shit
0: <laughs> i thought he wasn't gonna come around because he's been all day like don't fucking talk to me, don't touch me. And now mm. he's like it's like every he knows when we're gonna be recording. Because
1: he wants to get on the mic, that's why.
0: He's scratching the back of his head. Alright. <laughs> um
1: all right, so I mean this movie is what, nineteen eighty eighty six. Nine sorry, eighty nine, nineteen eighty nine. Um what do you think about the the comedy of this movie? I mean it is kind of dated, but it's not like annoyingly dated.
0: Yeah uh the comedy i guess that's good i didn't really laugh a whole lot at this one Mm. i just thought it was like kind of cute yeah in its own ways
1: at least keep you somewhat engaged
0: i think it was supposed to be funny that bill like had a crush on missy Mm -hmm. and kept calling her missy i mean mom yeah and like that was supposed to be funny but they did Mm. it a lot and it really wasn't funny to me Mm -hmm. because like I'm not a guy. I've never really experienced that, like... Wait a minute, you never hit on... Or one, you, thought about that? You've
1: never, you've never hit on on any of your parents?
0: On any of my parents? Yeah. Well, I only have two.
1: Well, yeah. You never hit on them?
0: No. <laughs> never have.
1: <laughs> there, there's, a whole, there's a whole category of that on
0: Pornhub. <laughs> Is there a category of when one of your parents gets drunk and then tells you things about your other parents body parts you don't yeah. want to
1: know oh god
0: <laughs>
1: i don't want to hear that from anybody else's parents <laughs> um one thing i it's 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 bad but i still think it's funny is like <laughs> the special effects we touched upon it and face the music the special effects are so fucking bad but i'm just like
0: this is like the, the badness that bad special effects it's really bad but like you're like it's not supposed to be a good movie so like <laughs> you know uh, and i think i read somewhere that it wasn't like been didn't think it was going to be released that it was such a bad movie oh
1: yeah yeah because uh i think o- orion pictures was bought to go belly up yeah and uh they got picked up by they got distributed by somebody else or or somebody else like came in and like flipped the bill for distribution
0: oh yeah yeah
1: wow we have never had a bill and ted excellent adventure movie oh my god i know
0: it's <laughs> gonna be like the alternate timeline
1: no oh, is is that a whack timeline because we're in a pretty whack timeline right now no, it's
0: probably better than this one like like we might if we sacrifice bill and ted maybe 2020 wouldn't happen this way
2: mm, I don't know about
0: that. would you rather have bill and ted or would you rather be rich right now i'm sure we'd be rich by I now be the time ri- i'd be
1: rich by right i'd be rich right now i mean i love keanu Reeves, but i don't love him that much
0: yeah exactly i mean no keanu would still exist he just wouldn't be ted
1: yeah but without ted we would not have gotten
0: johnny utah <laughs> yeah we've
1: never gotten johnny utah we've never gotten neo <laughs> we've never got his character from dracula wow that horrible british accent he does in that movie <laughs> um uh you, one thing one thing that always i always thought it was, it was odd um, but I understand why he's not in so much as uh, George Carlin as Rufus. um
0: yeah, I thought that was odd too,
1: yeah because he's like he's like this prolific like uh he's like this prolific comedian who's very raunchy and shit and I, I don't know the story from what I read like Alex winter said it was kind of like a happy accident that they got a George Carlin and I think originally they were gonna get like Sean Connery yeah, yeah and I would I was like, well one sean connery what the fuck
0: (laughs) but either way i don't think it would have mattered much Mm. because he wasn't comedic at all yeah and also for someone who's supposed to guide these two teenagers through Mm. like history and like be able to help them Mm. all he does is show up with a telephone boxes a box and then says okay peace like (laughs) yeah yeah Like, you figure this shit out on your own. So he wasn't helpful. And he did the same thing in Bogus Adventure.
1: Yeah, he was very, like, not forthcoming, but very, like, loose with the rules of, like, time travel. Like, for all he knows, like, they could have, like, time traveled, I don't know, and, like... Uh, I don't know, killed somebody that didn't need it. They could have killed, like, Gandhi. Before they he, like, stole
0: ro- the fucking princesses.
1: Yeah, but I, I doubt those were, like, significant figures in history.
0: It doesn't matter. Everything ripples. That's true. Yeah. And, and they were royalty, so they probably... <laughs> could have had an heir to the throne
1: yeah that's true i remember we did talk about like all right they took out abraham lincoln they took out socrates like these two crates so like, yeah so great i thought that's when they calling them so great um they took out like these huge figures in history and like took them out of the future why didn't it turn to like the biff future from back to the future Two? it's <laughs> like just all fucked up or something slavery is still there like yeah. kicking kick with no problem
0: um I think I feel like I should be offended how they portrayed Genghis Khan.
1: Oh yeah, that's some that's some stereotyping shit right there. Yeah. Very savage, no brain, just like ooh, like grunting and shit. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um I thought it was just and then half of the fucking people didn't even speak English.
1: Yeah, like Joan of Arc, um the actress who played Joan of Arc, she didn't speak like at all. She was cute. Uh yeah, she was. I mean, she's from the B fifty twos.
0: She's still cute
1: mm Um. You know, one thing that Elfie, it, it, I didn't, I always noticed is something that bothered me about like the figures that they got. Like, there's a reason why you get Joan of Arc, you get Abraham Lincoln, you get Socrates. You get you. I can't even find the reason why you get Genghis Khan. Why the fuck would you get Billy the Kid?
0: Um. Because that's American history.
1: Abraham Lincoln's American history.
0: Yeah, but that's like not wild west history like that's political history mm. but you also want to get people from like the days of the frontier like they could got like western lewis, history is a huge they could have got like lewis or clark
1: uh, lewis lewis or clark
0: yeah <laughs> they could have
1: i i honestly think that the ability the kid actor they just got them there just like yeah, yeah. Well, we need He's, someone
0: to speak English. That's not like a stick in the mud. Yeah,
1: maybe that's somebody somebody's that's, like more related with like to their age or something like that. Yeah. H- however, I did like that Western scene when they were um, playing the poker and everything, and there was like a, uh, a bar fight.
0: I thought that was funny.
1: That was actually pretty funny. And they got thrown through the walls. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, slapstick comedy. <laughs> um, so there was a bit of. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I I remember you you noticed this straight up when the movie started the telephone box and you're like <laughs> dr <"Doctor> who
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> uh so apparently like the time machine was supposed to be like a 1965 chevy van um but like the filmmakers were like yo that's too similar to back to the future which came out in 85 so they like they dropped that and they did the phone booth but they e- they weren't even concerned about the doctor who reference
0: Maybe they thought since it was British, or maybe they didn't even realize it because mm. they didn't watch British TV.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, was, it Doctor was probably harder to get a to watch in in America. So they they'd even like think, oh, you know, has anybody else done a telephone box? And there's no internet. So yeah, want, so they can't look up that um, shit.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Because there are times, too, like the same thing happens where I'm like, what if we wrote a movie about this? And mm-hmm. you're like, that's been done. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, shit. And I didn't even watch that. That's weird.
1: <laughs> uh, um, I, I found out the original plot of this movie, it was actually supposed to have Bill and Ted uh, accidentally caused historical great tragedies. Mm. Like they're supposed to somehow include, um, they're somehow supposed to cause the Titanic to sink. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow the Hindenburg crash. Yeah. That would have been so fucked up. Like, these idiots caused, like, hundreds of people to die. Because <laughs> there's the ability.
0: Thanks, Rufus. Totally, because he's Rufus. Yeah, Rufus.
1: So, you know whoever Phoenix is? Yeah. Would you have. He, apparently, he auditioned for
2: Bill.
0: I actually don't know that I've ever seen him act. Mm-hmm. But. Because of the, like the long hair mm. and the grunge era that he kind of was in.
1: Oh
2: yeah.
0: He, I think he would have probably been okay.
1: Um, did you ever see Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? That's the one where they go for the they look for the the cup of Christ.
0: I don't think I did watch that one. With Sean Connery. No.
1: Okay, I was gonna say like River Phoenix is in that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're playing this game again, yeah, Mark. All right. Kelsey, did you watch this? <laughs> no, Mark, I didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about Sean Penn? You know who Sean Penn. You know Sean Penn is, right?
0: Yeah, I think I do.
1: Yeah, he he auditioned for Bill as well.
0: Oh,
1: Sean Penn. His, his mold, like a role like that. He did kind of do similar with uh, Fast Times at Richmond High, which mm. is kind of like the Bill and Ted com- character combined because he's like, oh, gnarly. Mm. So, but like, it mm, nah, I would not have enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> so
1: do you think this movie still holds up no no
0: it doesn't hold up uh i think i'm probably more open-minded than other people are watching films okay so i'm gonna say no because Mm. i don't think the average person not having seen this before Mm. would actually really like it
1: yeah that's true um
0: and even now like let me give you like Uh, a little bit of an analogy when Mm -hmm. i was in 12th grade okay i went through pastry arts um Mm -hmm. and him the pastry arts teacher and the culinary teacher um like we would run a restaurant together like all of us would Mm -hmm. and um they basically were like you if you're a chef worth your salt Mm -hmm. you're going to taste foods and know if it's cooked well enough or if it has the right seasoning, even if it's something you don't necessarily like.
1: Oh, yeah. Cause you gotta, you gotta be able to know what you're cooking, like taste what you're mm-hmm. cooking. Okay. So
0: like, even if you absolutely hate something, you have to know if it's going to be good or not. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm like that with movies sometimes. Mm, okay. Like I could, like I said, like I could see why people like this movie.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm not going to say that I hate it cause I don't hate it. Mm. But I did like it but it was very much like like i could kind of coast through it yeah because you didn't have to think about it and it was a bit of fun but it like wasn't mind-blowingly fun like yeah like uh bill and ted face the music was like fun
1: yeah like there's no i mean there are people who there are people who absolutely love bill and ted excellent adventure like i said at the top of this segment um people who quote this movie um i think i think
0: yeah indubitably
1: I think the reason why is because this is just like a movie that just kind of just makes you feel good to still watch it. Mm -hmm. And there's honestly, there's really no second act ender where like the heroes are down and they have to like really pick themselves up. Mm -hmm. Not like how in Bogus Journey, which is like the second act is like a downer. Yeah. The the entire second act is almost like a complete downer. Right. This one just like oh they got like the f- sorophis got thrown in jail and they're going to get him out and like the way how they get him out is like so ridiculous like the facts like bill oh no ted you have to remember like later on to put a recording and do this and then the recording appears
0: <laughs> yeah or like <laughs>
1: remember to like tag like when they're when the Ted dad's about to like bust him, he's like, "Remember to put the trash can." Remember to put the trash can, and the trash can just appears out of nowhere. It's just like it's or just, like
0: the keys to the vehicle.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just like stupid. It's just like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It's just fun shit to watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I used to think this movie was cringe worthy, especially the part where Abraham Lincoln goes party on, dude.
0: Yeah. I be like,
1: Ugh. now watching it, it's not as cringe worthy. Um. However. I wouldn't really re. I would probably put this on in the background if it's on like TV or something, or maybe if somebody somebody else was like, "Oh, I want to see X and Adventure," I'd be like, "All right, I'll sit you down and like we'll watch it together,"
2: mm-hmm. like
1: I like I did with you. Um, however, I will gladly rewatch Bogus Journey because they go full on just fuck it. We're just gonna go wild on this yeah. shit.
0: Yeah, um, I did on this one mm-hmm. sometimes feel like it could be a disney movie or like a made for tv yeah, movie true. yeah yeah um so it kind of took me out of it sometimes mm-hmm. and then there were times like especially when they went to go meet like joan of arc mm-hmm. like it made me think of wishbone oh yeah, yeah because that's right. there's a, an episode in wishbone where he meets joan of arc <laughs> oh okay yeah totally yeah because
1: it's this this this, this did come off as like a as a abc after school program yeah like hey kids uh my name is ted and we're gonna travel back in time to meet a historical figure yeah yeah Yeah, it did come off a lot like that yeah um yeah that's about it anything anything else no no (laughs) <laughs> uh okay so uh we want to thank everybody uh who tuned in for this week's episode um you can find all you can find this podcast and all the past podcasts on stitcher spotify itunes i think we're on amazon now probably pandora never checked up on that uh yeah those are all our past episodes don't forget to review us when you guys have the chance. It takes like 30 seconds to like give us a review. Five star review gets us noticed. We want that. Yum yum yum. <laughs> yum.
0: Uh, Listen to Mark trying to you know guilt you into. It only takes 30 it, seconds.
1: It does. What what else do you have to what do? What is stopping you? Yeah, seriously. There's a pandemic. Everything's closed.
0: You have 30 seconds. You in have 30 front seconds,
1: Yeah, you're on the toilet. 30 seconds. You're. <laughs> You're about just to go to don't sleep. quit
0: shit on our review okay yeah. That's gross
1: <laughs> no talk shit but still give us five stars <laughs> <laughs> um, So yeah we hope you guys are being safe out there. Um, wear your mask wash your damn hands please tire of this shit um, so next week um, the next week we are gonna review uh, the Disney live action version of mulan that's on that will be on disney plus uh you can rent it what's like 30 bucks to rent or some shit like that mm, yeah i if, don't
0: know but mm.
1: yeah if you folks are gonna rent it or know somebody's gonna rent it and you're gonna watch all together you know just be prepared because we're gonna you should that. all pitch in pitch in exactly <laughs> So you're
0: not spending a lot of money on that
1: exactly five bucks six people boom 30 bucks you're, <gasps> you're set what
0: i didn't know math worked that way <laughs> Yeah, Just kidding. I think it does. <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs> um, however, we, I remember Kelsey and I went, Kelsey and I went back and forth on this. We were going to do our geriatric cinematic on the animated version of Mulan, but that'd be too easy. Instead, we're going to do 1966 Come Drink With Me. It is considered one of the greatest kung fu films ever. Mm-hmm. Um, that is available for free to watch on Amazon Prime if you have an Amazon Prime account or if you want to rent it on YouTube or uh, Apple TV or Google Play as, w- as well. Uh, the topic of that episode will be women shining in a men's world.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you changed it. I'm I actually,
1: I actually did like that. That's actually good. Yeah, <laughs> shine, women shining in a man's world.
0: Mm, quotation marks around yeah, men's world. Yeah, well,
1: quotations. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually, wait, I've never seen Come Drink With Me. I have heard about it uh for many years, and I really can't wait to watch it because Kelsey and I saw the trailer and we were just like, "Yo, this is gonna be so dope."
0: No, but it made me think of when we went to go watch uh, Pet Cemetery, uh-huh. and I think it was that one. Mm. And the um, the trailers they were showing
1: oh the 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 Boxer's Omen.
0: Oh yeah, that wasn't for um, Pet Cemetery. It was, was for re- the um, it was for Reanimator. No, it was before that. Oh, okay. It was the one when we went to go watch um, little, uh, Big Trouble in Little China and um. Oh yeah,
1: and uh, Enter, Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dra- oh yeah, that's right, that's mm-hmm. right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, I can't wait to watch those.
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh, tune in next week. We will be reviewing those films, and uh, we're gonna bid you folks an adieu. Uh, but before we leave, I'm gonna tell you guys a little story. A little story. Uh so I was married at one point, And uh <laughs> the marriage didn't last very long. Uh she was a raging bitch. Um so we went through the divorce proceedings can and Can you get
0: divorced to like from a dog? Like can you get married to a dog?
1: Ew no. It's illegal.
0: Well, you know, she said she was a raging bitch, so I thought you meant like
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stepping on my story. <laughs> I do that, I step on my own story
0: no I step on your story oh, God. and I step on my story
1: thanks uh so during um during the mediation um she wanted everything she fucking wanted everything she had her lawyers and everything she wanted everything and it didn't go so well and for who it, for me oh. it didn't go it didn't go well for me at all. And I remember we were done. We were about to go our separate ways one day after mediation. I looked her in the eye, and I'm like, why are you doing this? What's going on? Why? Like, that's all so messed up. What the fuck? She looked at me, and she, I guess she must have just watched Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure. <laughs> 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 she looked at me, and she said, here's the deal. What I, what I win, I keep. What you win, I keep.